Welcome back to episode 114 of the Draft FC podcast. Welcome back to the Draft FC podcast, the podcast dedicated to all things Draft FPL. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another Game Week preview going over waiver options, hidden gems and general Premier League chat ahead of Game Week 26. Now, Game Week 25 is still in full flow and I'm recording this on Tuesday the 28th of February. So we have the conclusion of the double Game Week tomorrow on Wednesday the 1st where Arsenal take on Everton and Liverpool take on Wolves. To be honest, I don't think those remaining fixtures in the Premier League at least should have too much impact on the discussion for this preview or our waiver moves ahead of next week. There will be some considerations to take into account with the FA Cup fixtures, which are running tonight and tomorrow as well, because this will have a knock-on effect on some potential blanks and doubles further down the line. In the games that we've already seen, many of the results went pretty much as expected. Leeds came out with a massive 1-0 win against fellow relegation battler Southampton. Arsenal managed to secure a big three points away at Leicester. West Ham got a much-needed 4-0 win against fellow strugglers Forest. City beat Bournemouth 4-1. And probably the biggest surprise of the weekend was uh, Palace and Liverpool drawing 0-0. So as I said, I'm recording this episode on Tuesday the 28th of Feb. So any team news, injury developments or press conference info are up to date as of then. And of course, subject to change. Some of the players I'll be discussing in this episode include Alphonse Ariola, Wesley Fofana, Manor Solomon, again, and pretty much every Brighton and Brentford player under the sun. So let's get into it. So a quick look at Waiver Watch, the main ins and outs on the Waiver Wire last week. The players you were bringing in rather expectedly were Coleman, Iwobi, um, Jorginho, Robinson, Mopé and McNeil. So generally everyone targeting the doubles, um, although Robinson was a bit of a surprise name in there. And very well done to all of those that brought him in. The players making way were Lewis, Pedro Porro, Sabitza, Calvert-Lewin and Paqueta for West Ham. Now, as seems to be the case at the moment, the main bulk of this really is to talk about the fixtures. So Game Week 26 this week is a normal set of 10 fixtures. Um, Standouts being Man City against Newcastle, uh, Arsenal against Bournemouth, Villa Palace and Brighton at home to West Ham. Many of the moves this week, though, will be looking ahead to Game Week 27, which on the whole means looking at Brentford and Brighton. So Brentford face Fulham at home this week, which isn't bad. Then a double of Everton and Southampton, both away. Then Leicester at home in the middle, followed by another double of Brighton away and Man United away in game week 29. Brighton have a decent fixture again this week at home to West Ham. Then a double of Leeds away and Palace at home. They then have Man United at home in between, which has been a good fixture for them lately, though may not go ahead as I'll come on to in a bit followed by another double of Brentford at home and Bournemouth away so six decent fixtures in four weeks now it's slightly annoying I'm having to record this before the FA Cup fixtures have uh, gone ahead as the outcomes of these fixtures will have a big impact on the Premier League fixtures um, looking in the near future and particularly in game week 28 On Brentford specifically, if Leicester beat Blackburn and progress, then their game between Brentford and Leicester will be off. And so Brentford will blank. So reasonably likely. 
Even more likely is a potential blank for Brighton, in which their game against United is off if either of them progress to the next round of the FA Cup. There are a host of other possible blanks that will occur in that week too, and then obviously bumped to later in the season and planning for that week next week will make for some very interesting waiver moves. So both decent runs for the two clubs, even if they do end up blanking in the middle. Um, I think Brighton just edge it for me over Brentford, but when it comes down to it, you may just have to take whoever you can get. Now, it's also worth doing some honourable mentions to Crystal Palace, who also double in game week 27 with City at home, Brighton away, and Southampton, who face Man United away and Brentford at home. Southampton may edge it over Palace in the sort of B-team doublers as they face Leicester at home this week, whereas Palace are away at Villa, which means you could afford to move early on a Southampton asset this week if you're looking to set yourself apart from the crowd. The thing that could edge it for Palace for you is if you've done the maths and worked out that you could have very few players available in 28, depending on the way the FA Cup games go, then we do know that the Palace match away at Arsenal is guaranteed to go ahead. So they could provide reliable starters for you in that week as well. Obviously, all will become clearer come Thursday, and I'll try and reference any strategy considerations that may be altered on Thursday evening. Um, I'll probably tweet out some, uh, some of my thoughts ready for Friday morning's waiver deadline. So let's discuss some picks, starting with um, a goalkeeper. Always nice to be able to talk about a new goalkeeper mid-season in draft. And if you're someone that's been scraping by with some subpar keepers, you can now check out Alphonse Hariola. Following an injury to Lucas Fabianski, in which it's been confirmed, he suffered a fractured eye socket, which brought him off in their last game against Forest. Now, Ariola is up there as probably a top three backup keeper for me behind the likes of Kepa and probably Dubravka. So I'm sure he will relish his chance to try and nail down the number one spot. There was some talk pre-season that it could be Ariola's shirt, um, but it's been mainly Fabianski this year. Clean sheets have hardly been forthcoming for West Ham anyway. Um, so I doubt this injury to Fabianski will change things that much and could ultimately be a blessing in disguise. Now, some other injury reaction uh, as news today came that Thiago Silva has been ruled out for around six weeks with knee ligament damage, um, which may make you turn even further away from Chelsea assets or open the door if you fancy grabbing a piece of their defence. Things surely have to change and they have a run of fairly decent fixtures, including an OK double game week in 29 with Villa and Liverpool both at home. I think this now makes Wesley Fofana a decent option with very low ownership, though he is by no means nailed on to start. It's between him, Badia Shile and Koulibaly for the two spots, assuming they remain in a back four. But given Fofana's preference to playing on the right, I would give him the edge um, and don't really consider Chalaba heavy competition for him, as I think there is a clear step up in quality with Fofana. Could just be one to watch for another week or two, but regardless of form, we'll all be flocking back to Chelsea players sooner rather than later. Now, last week on Twitter, um, if you don't follow us, we're at draft underscore FC. I did a team by team run through of the players I rated highest from the teams that were having a double game week this week. So we still have Wednesday's fixtures to determine how accurate that was. Um, and so as Brighton and Brentford are going to feature heavily on the waivers this week, I thought the easiest thing would be just to do a similar thing here. So starting with Brentford, obviously number one would be Tony, but he's going to be mopped up. Number two is Mbwemo, um, decent attacking form over the last few weeks with five returns in six. 
Um, I was surprised to see just how reliable he's been actually for Brentford, having played in every match and only failing to play 60 minutes once all season. So um, again, will only be available in smaller leagues. After that, it's Raya, me, Henry, Hickey and Pinnock as your reliable defensive options. Following that is Visser, who's in and out of the team. And then you've got some of their central midfielders in Jensen, Norgard and Silva, who can always pop up with an attacking return. For Brighton, my number one would be Matoma, who again has basically been mopped up in all active leagues, though pretty close behind would be Solly March, who's been in very fine form lately um, and would be determined on his fitness because he has got a knock at the moment. Following that, I've got Pascal Gross, um, then to defence with their Stupinan and Dunk and Sanchez in goal. At seven, I've gone with Ferguson. If he's 100% to start, I'd have him probably up in the top three. He's got three goals and two assists from just 300 minutes of football this year, which is about as much productivity as Welbeck has, having played over 1,000 minutes. I'd still take Ferguson over Welbeck, and I think Deserby is quite happy blooding these young players in his system. At number eight is uh, Alexis McAllister. Really haven't seen quite the same player since the World Cup, with no attacking returns since he returned from the victory parade. The reason why I've got him nudged down quite low on the list is because as it stands, I'd probably rather bet on uh, one of the other mids who have mentioned or on one of the defenders to get a clean sheet for more reliable points. At nine is Veltman, 10 Welbeck and 11 uh, Webster, who again, I would have slightly higher if I was assured he'd start. But with Colwell on the way back and Lamptey starting to get more minutes, he could be ushered back to the bench again. Into Hidden Gems, and um, I should basically just keep this guy in the template for every week now, is Manuel Solomon for Fulham. Third goal off the bench in three games, and we really do need to move for him now. Now, talking about Southampton and Palace, I think the Palace options are reasonably obvious at the moment. For Southampton, obviously they got their game this week against uh, Leicester at home, followed by the double. So I think they will attract some attention, um, particularly if you're having to sift through the dregs of the waiver pile. So if I was going to pick any of their guys up, obviously Will Prowse is the obvious one, but he will be taken. Uh, Kamal Dean Sunimana is still waiting for his first goal involvement, but is being given a chance. He's starting their games. Likewise with Paul Onuachu, um, if you want a very uh, differential forward option. The defenders are on a bit of a merry-go-round at the moment, so pick them at your peril. And then the likes of Elianusi... Dozy, Alcaraz, Armstrong, Arebo, etc., etc., all out of form, but could equally pop up with something if you really do want to make some gambles to lift yourself up the table. I certainly wouldn't be breaking my squad apart to get any of these or really any Southampton player in at the moment. As I said, Ward Prowse is the only one I'd stick my neck out for. For the most hidden gem pick this week, there are a few names I was able to look at. So these are players owned in less than 10% of 16-team leagues. So very much available for most listeners. Um, Ogbonna for West Ham is there. Camel Dean, who I just mentioned. Uh, Roslev for, um, for Brentford, if there's any sort of news that might indicate he starts. Harry Suter for Leicester. Um, Solomon is still there, but I can't keep picking him. Um, and Philippe, uh, who's having to obviously come in at centre-back for Forrest with their um, with their injury problems at centre-back. I think if I had to go with one of these, I'd probably go with Suter for Leicester or Philippe for Forrest. They're probably your best odds at getting a clean sheet this week. Leicester obviously away to Southampton uh, and Forrest are at home to Everton. In fact, given how good Forrest's home form is, I would probably just give the edge to, uh, to Philippe actually. 
But uh, that 4-0 loss away at West Ham will be a big concern for them and their fans. As I said, Forest at home are a very different team to Forest away. Um, and given Everton's struggles in attack, yeah, I'd probably give the edge to Philippe rather than Harry Suter if I had to pick one of the two. But thankfully, I don't. So that's it for this episode. Um, a reminder that the waivers are processed on Friday morning at 11am ahead of the Saturday lunchtime kickoff between Manchester City and Newcastle. As I said, there's still quite a lot of football to be played over the next uh, couple of evenings. So um, some of these picks could end up going out and we could be um, opened up to some new opportunities if other injuries arise. Obviously, we do then have the fixtures to take account of depending on the results. So I will try and uh, publish any updated thoughts on Twitter should things change. And on that note, as I mentioned earlier, if you're not already following us, do give us a follow at draft underscore FC. It's probably the best place to get uh, ad hoc thoughts and advice um, about what's going on and keep up to date with the latest comings and goings at Draft FC. Obviously, if you've not checked out draftfc.co.uk, I would urge you to do so, um, particularly if you are official FPL draft players. You'll be able to sync your team and league to get stats that you won't be able to find anywhere else. And if you've not signed up before, you can do so on a free trial initially. And for any new listeners um, who aren't already subscribed to the pod, make sure you follow on whichever platform you're listening on so that you don't miss out on any future episodes as they drop. And please uh, share and review as you see fit. So that's it for this episode. I need to go and pack because I'm heading down to Cornwall for the weekend, which means having to sneakily keep an eye on the football scores uh, whilst attending a wedding. But for those of you that have got your priorities straight, enjoy the weekend of football. Don't forget to do your waivers. And until next time, stay shook. Sure.